the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Super grateful to have you guys here. I'm so blessed to be able to have you guys as my audience listening and choosing to spend your day with me, you know, for this hour or whatever the episode is. I truly, truly appreciate you and thank you so much. So, um, as always, another amazing guest. We got Shari Teagman joining us today. She is a boss, she's a coach, she's awesome. I mean, I've, wait till you hear her. She's, she knows she's no bullshit, no fluff, tells it as, as it is, and I love it about her. Um, she's also the host of Mavericks in Motion podcast, which is um, something pretty special on its own. She has the ability to take these public figures, these celebrities, these athletes, and bring them off their pedestal and talk to them at a real level, you know, find, ask them questions and you know, create that vulnerability that a lot of them don't get to share. And she's really, really good at that. And I really appreciate that about her. So we got into a great conversation today. As you guys know, I don't have scripted conversation. There's always questions that I like to ask, but you know, if they don't flow, they don't flow. But um, I never want it to be like a real scripted sort of style. So today was to today was great. We just we just let it flow. But I still got to ask her some questions that um, you know, I really, I really wanted to ask. So hopefully you guys got value again. If you haven't already go subscribe, stay on top of it. You guys, the episodes, the people I'm bringing on are just going to, it's going to keep growing and growing and getting better and adding more value into your life. So, um, I want you to stay on top of it. So I'm really excited for you guys for this episode. Shari Teagman, she is great. After the show, make sure you go check her out and make sure you you show her some love as well, okay? Can't wait for you guys to hear this and we will catch you on the other side. Shari, what's happening? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Lance. I'm very excited to be here. Um, as we were talking about before, I I really love your energy and I love how you communicate and it's very infectious and I follow you on social media. I know we're very connected through the same people. So I had to get you on. Um, I want to hear all about your story. You got a great podcast, Mavericks in Motion, and it's really exciting stuff. You've had some great people. So before I talk too much and go off a tangent, I want to hear all about you. I want to hear, I want to hear where you came from and let's, let's fill in the gaps of like sort of where, how you got to where you are today. Perfect. Perfect. So now I'll talk too much and go off on a tangent <laughs> back and forth. So first off, thanks so much for having me. Very excited. Love your show. Love your guests. So I'm very honored to be here. Um, a little bit about me. So I live right outside New York City, born and bred. Um, I have not always been this version of myself, which is very exciting to not only share with you on the show or other interviews that I go on, but mainly with my audience and clients, because I think it builds an automatic trust of it's not like we're up here on a mountain and we're, you know, holding our golden scepter for them to suddenly do what we say and say what we do. But rather, I've been on the road. I've hit all the bumps. I know all the mistakes to make. And my goal in helping people um, is to help them skip some of the steps, but also make sure they're feeling whatever's going on. So I am 
technically on paper, a mindset coach and creative business strategist. I help the non-average Joes and Janes of the world, which I like for everyone to find that in themselves, create a maverick life. So maverick is a word that plays out in my podcast, plays out throughout my work. And um, I love archetype work. So it was really when I was finding my own way from stay-at-home mom and a Stepford wife life. I grew up modern Orthodox Jewish where I live right outside New York City. And um, it was a beautiful life. I don't have a rags to riches story. Um, married the wrong person, went through a very tough divorce, redefining myself. And there's a lot of stuff that I don't speak about publicly, just out of respect for my kids and my ex-husband and my family. But you know, we can all read between the lines of what it feels like to lose yourself, whether through tragedy, self-induced trauma, um, or sometimes just the wrong turns in life. It doesn't have to be this dramatic, horrible story, but what we feel like to ourselves when we step away and lose our own vision and reality for what we think is possible is a real tragedy because we're supposed to live fully expressed lives. So I slipped off of my fully expressed life and I didn't know how to get back on. I had two little young kids and something in me, I now know it was my soul, is like, all right, girl, get up. We're not marching in line anymore. So this whole maverick thing came from, it wasn't about rebelling against the world. I didn't want to be, I didn't feel the need to be a, a disruptor. Like I've always been this loud, I'm only 4'10", but I take up a lot of energy <laughs> in the world. So this little feisty thing, but I didn't always want to be fighting against myself or fighting against the machine or fighting against the rule. I just wanted to capture all my energy and push it forth to something. Sometimes that's in rebellion. Lots of other times it's with other people. So that was the real maverick for me. And once I kind of crowned myself in it, it just opened up the whole world for me. The right people like you and I are speaking, even on the podcast, the kind of people that I get to speak to, the incredible clients that I get to help to really expand their lives. Um, it's this beautiful like internal and external mirror that I get to live every day, which just feels, I feel very lucky to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And I loved how you said you don't need to go, especially adversity. It doesn't have to be tragedy. It doesn't have to be this like crazy, I got hit by a bus and now I'm back. It's, it doesn't have to be, right? There's so many things that it, it shows up in life and it can be a simple thing to some, and challenging to others. And it's changing your perspective on it, that it's actually serving you and not against you. So I'm a right? big believer, and I know you must be because you have a sign behind you for those who are listening and don't see it, that says, trust the universe. And there are universal signs, whether you are woo or not, that will guide you and trip you when you need to shift gears. If we don't listen, the trips get bigger. We get knocked down. It's called an illness. It's called an accident. It's called a divorce. It's called a whatever it is because we didn't listen to the smaller whispers. Now, I don't think that means the universe, God, whatever you believe in is against you. It's the actually the opposite. It's here to help you grow. So sometimes we've got to be squeezed through the birth canal a little more aggressively than if we just listen to the small knocks. And I know for myself, I'm a messy transformation kind of gal. So I don't do things small. I go big or go home, whether it's good stuff, bad stuff, that's just, I'm a big feeler. So, you know, those, those big tragedies bring beautiful gifts, but so do the small knocks. It's like you said, it's when you're ready to hear it and when you're ready to gather it, you can shortcut a lot of the stuff that a lot of people feel the need to go through again and again until they get the lesson. 
Oh uh, yeah. I love that. It's those little things along the way that we're, we're like, Oh, that's not a sign. That's just, that just happens. It's like, those are the things you got to pay attention to. Right. And you can picture the, the guardian angels up there banging their head. Like, here we go again. We're going to have yeah. to make it louder and hurt more this time. You know, <laughs> totally. And, and you're going to have to revisit. And there's those, it's like that with people too. It's like, you keep getting those same people in your life. It's like showing them, have you learned yet? Have you learned yet? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. what do I have to say? Like the world, the universe isn't just going to be like, Hey, this is, this is the thing. And you, you know, know even when the universe does in neon lights, if you're yeah. not ready and I'm not ready, we'll miss the sign. We'll make it something else. We'll turn it into a victimhood. And that is really the thing I like to empower my audience with the most is it's not this perfect linear road. It's not this happy, clappy BS life coach thing, which I think in our industry we have to battle against because they make it look really nice and shiny. And if you just believe this, got all these people out there in pain and confused without any tools. So it isn't that. It's one of the reasons I am so open and vulnerable. If I have a bad day, you're going to hear about it. If I messed up, you're going to hear about it. If I have a launch that failed, you're going to hear about it. Because I, I know I learn the most about myself when things aren't going well. Mm. I don't want to sit and talk about when things are going well. To me, that feels boastful and unhelpful to people who feel so disconnected from themselves they're only going to compare themselves in a bad way to me. That's not inspirational. Yeah, because that's not human. Nope. It's not human. Like we all fail. It doesn't matter how successful you are in sports and business. We all have those shitty days. We're like, fuck, I don't, I don't know. Like today sucks. Yeah. Right. And, but you only see I a lot of people. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Like today, today I woke up and I was like, man, I don't, I want to sleep in today. And I just, I wasn't feeling it, but I was like, okay, well, I got to do some things to get me into the zone. Otherwise it's just going to be one of those days and you got to know that. Right. But that's the thing. And that's, that's what I find is so powerful. It's like, okay, shit is going to hit the fan. You're not going to wake up. It's not always sunshine and rainbows, but you got to be aware of, of what's happening and you know, how are you going to get through it? Right. And and maybe you can elaborate on this about what you do because you're never giving people anything they don't already have. Absolutely. And I'm right? not, none of us are reinventing oxygen either. It's yeah. not, oh, Shari said this thing no one else said. I'm not trying that. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. You know, we all need to hear it from a certain perspective with a certain language, with a certain accent at a certain time of day. And then all of a sudden, boom, the light goes yeah. off. And then the light goes off again. And you got to hear it again. So, I think um, I, people ask me all the time, how do I get started with transformation? Because I see people like you out there in the world already further ahead of me. And I'm sure you hear this often of like, how'd you get there? I'm not anywhere, neither are you, with all due respect. And you're wonderful. It's not a dig against you. You're nowhere someone else isn't. Yeah. Same shitty day, same cranky morning, same pain in the back. It's a choice. So the real question is, how can we make a choice to see not the glass half full or the glass half empty, but first that there's a glass, and second of all, that we get to decide what gets poured into it. And that, to me, is the difference here. Yeah. There's no magic pill. I'm sorry if that's what you tuned into this episode for. You're hanging out on the wrong podcast. That I know. <laughs> um, and don't come to mine either, because you're not going <laughs> to um, I'm sure there are plenty of them out on iTunes. It's not either of ours. So the question is, how do I make a choice? And as unsexy as this sounds, the first step is finding 
out what's actually going on. Taking a true stock of self-awareness is what do I not like that's going on in my life? You, unfortunately, we all pay far more attention to what isn't working. So if you're already going to be giving so much energy attention to it, give it in a self-conscious way. Give it in a very self-aware way. Like, okay, I'm making a list and I'm looking at what is not working. My relationships are not working. My job sucks. I'm always gaining weight. I don't eat right. So I'd love to tell you that, it, you know, the whole law of attraction thing, if you don't focus on it, it doesn't grow. It doesn't work like that. You've got to see what's happening because you can't feed yourself with positive, lovely affirmations, and yet your mind destroys it with yeah, chomping yeah. on like, who the hell do you think you are? None of that's true. We've got to come to neutral first before we leap into this false positivity, um, what's actually going on, and then taking a look at you being the common denominator of all the unhappy relationships and all the failed jobs and all of the body pain and all of the emotional trauma. Now, I'm not saying that other people are not too responsible for some of it, but it's not a blame game. It's a, what do I create in my life? What am I projecting out on that movie screen from my habits, my beliefs, my past, and what I think I'm allowed to have. Once we can take an honest look about what we don't want, the next step is to then say, what would I want instead? And I'm not saying, oh, Lamborghini and a library full of entrepreneurial books. How about, I want to feel more content. I want to trust the world a little bit more. I want to know that it's okay to give and receive and no one's going to abandon me. It is baby steps. And when we can slow down this race to change our lives and race to pretend that because we do yoga and drink green drinks all day long that everything's going to be fine, it's time to all stop lying to ourselves and say, where's my inner maverick? What is it in me that I've got to amplify? And how, how, like you beautifully said earlier, how can I use what's already in me, my innate gifts, the stuff I like to say, ah, that's no big deal. Stop focusing on our weaknesses and say, how can I start to alchemize what's going on to be 10% better, 20% better? The road is much faster that way because we're not faking anything. That's so true. Yeah, it's a little bit better every day. And yeah, I mean, it's all perspective, right? It's, it's all perspective on how you look at things as well, you know, with transformation. Because a lot of people, I know this is for my, myself, is that I always, always undervalued my opinion or undervalued where I was at because I just didn't think that it was as good as somebody else saying, commenting on it like, oh, I have to hire this guy or I have to allow this guy because they know more. It's like, absolutely. well, like, how do you know that you don't, like, how do you know that you aren't fully capable of this shit? You just Absolutely. haven't tried it or you haven't done it yet. And that's the problem is that that belief in ourselves and, and it's how you look at it. That can be a problem for people. So people that you come in contact with, like what is normally and that you coach and that you help, what is, what is one of those things that is like the common thing where people are, you're like, oh, this again, this again. It's, it's really almost comical. Like if someone had a camera on, I'm not going to say I have the same conversation every day because I make it different, but the conversation coming at me, it can be an eight figure business owner. It could be a stay at home mom who's just starting. It could be someone in their sixties. It could be someone in their twenties. It comes down to a self-worth, self-belief and self-awareness every single time. Now, not to minimize anyone's stories or pain or how real this is to them. It is very real because they keep creating it, because they keep perpetuating it. 
self-included. All of my own self-stories scare the crap out of me much more than anyone else's too. I always say I am my own toughest client because I'm a stubborn ass and because I know so much, it makes it a little harder for me to believe this fluffy life coaching stuff. I'm like, it doesn't really work. So (laughs) the variations of this are, well, I got brave and it didn't work. So what's the point? Or it worked to a certain point and now it's not working anymore. And there, I don't know what to do now. Mm. Or I, I, I got my way, I have my feet in my business, but my personal life is falling down. Or my personal life is great, my family's great, but I just can't figure out business. We, by nature, as human beings, will always chase safety. It's embarrassing, it's shameful, it's tiring, and yet it's how we're wired. So we can have our big ass dreams on our big whiteboards and our big vision boards, and every day, come hell or high water, you're still gonna choose to be safe on autopilot. The only way we move out of our way is by consciously knowing that and saying, what is the next step out of safety into the adventure? So I always use the example of like when we were younger, we used to play the game tag. So everyone's got their hands on the wall. And then the only people who could win the game are the ones who are in the middle of the room getting everyone else out. So I could be standing there with my hands on the wall, very proud of myself that I'm still in the game, but I haven't played anything. So life is not meant to be played with tag on the wall or sitting on the bench waiting for your turn to get tagged into the game. But how brave can I feel in small spurts so that I can then stretch my own reality? I can stretch my own potential. I can stretch my definition of fear so that it becomes excitement. It becomes curiosity. It becomes adventure. And then all I had to do was change my mindset around the same stuff that happens to everyone on a day-to-day basis and suddenly you're fully in the game and you couldn't give a crap where the tag wall is because it's boring over there. That's no fun. Mm. You know, to, to be able to move away from pain long enough to say chasing the pleasure of success and real fulfillment and inner valuing and the joy of finding people like we find in each other and saying, how much more can we amplify this stuff is far better than me being afraid of the unknown. Mm. That now bores me. It used to scare me. That's by choice and by my own creation, doing the work every single day. Amazing. Have you always been such a good communicator? Because you clearly can speak very well. And half the battle in this world is being able to communicate your vision and your word to another human. That's the difference. You could hear the same thing from 10 people. One person knows how to communicate and influence you in a way that's like, ah, I hear it differently now. Has that always been because you're clearly a very good communicator? Has that always been something you've been good at? Um, I think I haven't shut up since I was born. So at some (laughs) point, the skill was going to be homes. Words were always coming out anyway. um, I'm very much an empath. I can feel people's pain. I can see through what people aren't saying. So I think just intuitively, because I use a lot of metaphors, because I want people to feel my words rather than hear my words because I remember the time when I was scared. I remembered what I know I needed to hear and how I needed to hear it. Um, Thank you for the compliment. It's really a service thing for me because Mm -hmm. if I can touch one person in a different way than the same old crap they hear every day, um, I don't do it on purpose, but I do it intentionally, if that makes any sense. Of course. No, and I I just like to... I love to highlight the things that people are good at. You know, you know it as well as I do. When you talk to people, you're like, oh shit, that person's really good at this or that. And you see it and you're like, wow, I never looked at it that way. And I I love that because everybody has their own skill or their own thing 
that they're really, you know, and sometimes it doesn't get told, you know, some people are like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Like it's good to hear. So yeah, it's my, it's my pleasure to, because I feel the way you communicate is got to be vital in, in how your, your success is as well as my next thing is in your podcast. Let's talk about that. You know, obviously us being fellow podcasters, it's, it's quite the journey. How about, how about talking about, first of all, first of all, before we get into that, what is a maverick? Okay. okay. So maverick, I know what it is, but I, everybody else doesn't yet. So a maverick is someone who is, I mean, the, the varying definitions are unorthodox, eccentric, individual, um, not the marching lines, not what I call a sheeple, which is half sheep, half people. Um, someone who really stands in their own power with life on their own terms looking to be part of a collective, but as an individual. Mm. And to me, it's the most powerful thing because every single one of us has it inside of us. And if we would stop worrying what everyone else is doing to fit in line when we step out of line from someplace else to go on a shorter line or a fancier line or a more expensive line, we would actually hear each other better. We would fight less. The world would have a lot more vision and strategy in place rather than fighting and arguing and needing to be right or wrong. I couldn't care less if, if someone else is right or wrong. I'm thrilled when someone finds their way that's different than mine. I have something to learn. So a maverick is, it's almost like a, but we're each on our own like lily pad and then we get to form this collective, but you can clearly define between me and you and yet we can work together. We can hear each other. We can expand. We can use our strengths, as you just said, um, to create new things without canceling each other out. Right. So now with your podcast, what is, let's walk us through, like, what was your vision when you started it? You know, what were you thinking? Like, why a podcast? So my first podcast, I started um, in the middle of 2015, and it was originally called the Creative Soul Lab. It is, then was t- turned into the Shamble Show, which was Sherry Rambles, which you'll totally understand why. Uh, so it started off as an interview series uh, for about a year and a half, then I moved it to a just solo show. I've always loved podcasting. I never shut up. Um, and so my goal of podcasting in general is I know that while not everyone is ready to have our kind of conversations, I truly believe everyone is ready for them. So if they can have a window into our kind of world, whether they're walking their dog or they're taking their kid to soccer or they're on their drudging commute to work and they can pop something in their ears that can slowly change their life or give them a little bit of hope, it is far better than consuming news that is manipulated or more negativity. So to me, I felt in 2015 when I was nowhere where I am now, I just felt very called to say, you know what, I've got a lot to say and I want people to know that this stuff is out there. So the podcast continued on. It's still live on iTunes. I haven't added an episode in a bit because I then realized when my whole Maverick brand came around, what I hear from a lot of people is, oh, Sherry, I want to be a Maverick, but I don't have it in me. I don't have an extroverted personality. I'm not a good communicator. I'm not as brave as you. I'm not as smart as you. I don't have that guy's body. I don't have that girl's shoes. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that was not the point of this Maverick thing. So I wanted to find the Mavericks of the world that people put on a pedestal, that people think are superhuman, who go out and don't give a crap what anyone thinks. And I wanted to get under the hood of what's actually going on. What happens when they're scared? 
did they always think they could be this person? Because instead of putting other people on a pedestal and us bowing down from the audience, I wanted to bring them down from the pedestal to give them the opportunity to say, hey, not that I'm not anything special, but that we are all that special. We all have that in them. So some of the people that I've had, even myself, it's very humbling to be able to get the opportunity to speak to the people that I have. And I'm very, very particular about who I'll have on the show because I didn't want it to be just another one of these boring mm. entrepreneurial shows that we all know the same people are on the shows. You know, They just rotate through the podcast rounds, which are wonderful to listen to. But I said, if I'm doing this, mm. I'm fully doing it or I'll just stay with my other show, which I loved. I wanted to bring the Mavericks down to the audience so that they could emotionally touch them, so that they could see what scared them that they moved through, what the adversity drove them to do, and how much it changed them to the point that they're even unrecognizable to themselves. And um, one of the people I know that you love, um, Theo Flory, who is incredible, um, one of my favorite episodes so far, is that was not by choice that he became a maverick. You know, yes, he is um, an incredible athlete and all of that, but that's not what his whole maverickness is about. It's about what he survived. It's about what he overcame. So even in the midst of when you're an unbelievable athlete at the top of your game that everyone, every kid in Canada and America had a poster of him on his wall, that is not what his legacy is, ironically. You know, it's through his pain. It's through what he recovered from instead of being a washed out, drugged out guy to be able to find within himself his own inner demon and bring it out and then serve other people with that to start a whole new career that he truly believes is why he had the platform he had as an athlete. I mean, come on, if that's not Maverick, I don't know what is. Yeah, he's he's an incredible human. I mean... Just as just from the hockey side of it, you know, he played against he played on Calgary, which was like my arch rival growing up in Edmonton, which is like one awesome thing. But like just the fact that he was he was a small player. There was not a lot of small guys that could put a fight up like him. And aside from that, aside from what he did in hockey, I after reading his book was just it blew my mind, you know, because I personally went through but I still went after that through a lot of drugs and alcohol problems, like working in the bars. And you know, when he really talks about, he gets into talking about the stuff and I'm like, Oh man, I can totally relate. And there are certain things in his story, but we you know that we're just, it's, it's incredible that a human like that can, can survive through that. And it's just so inspiring. And yeah, your interview with him was, was really amazing because the conversation you guys had, if you guys haven't checked this out, make sure you go check out uh, Shari's podcast after this uh, with Theo because the conversation was so real and it felt like you were, you were actually just in the room with them just talking. Like, and that's, that's, that's so important because these pro athletes, they get asked all the same annoying shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And you want to know more of like who they are and they, they want to like, let, they want to just relax a bit and tell and they them. don't have a place to do that. And that's yeah. the other thing commonly with the people that I've interviewed for the show, whether they're athletes, whether they're big entrepreneurs, whether they're um, an adaptive surfer, I mean, whatever it is from the range, no, no one ever asks them what scares them. No one ever asks them if they wanted to quit. No one ever says, what do you do when you feel crappy? Because People don't want to see them as human. They want to see them as something they can't attain. That's the whole point of my show. I want it to be 
if Theo does this on a crappy day and he's been through all of that, then I can get up again today. I can give myself an opportunity to say, okay, today may not be the best day I'm going to have, but I have choices and I have me and I have all of the resources and a big world out there where I can put out to the universe that I need support and I'm telling you it'll drop into your lap. Yeah. And that's such a great point. I love that angle that, you know, kind of bring them down to reality. It'd be like, Hey, you're not on the pedestal here. You're here to be human on this show. And for some of the, some of the um, episodes, not Theo, because he's humbled himself so much, but other people, I had to wrangle a little bit of like, okay, this is not a PR run. We're not on that kind Uh. of interview. And it would take a couple of minutes to pull that thread and unravel. And a few of the um, interviews, and I won't say who because it's private for them, after the show said thank you. It felt like a coaching session. They were crying. We spoke afterwards. I've done a couple of sessions with some of them because when someone puts you on such a pedestal, it is the equal spectrum of when someone puts you down. It's the assumptions and the labels that we're supposed to be this person or because someone decided we can have or can't have something We then don't get to be human. So my goal is to bring everyone to the same place of we all have the same options, we all have the same opportunities. Let's all rise together and capture and captivate the truth so we can all be more vulnerable. We can hold each other. We can grow together. We can say, hey, I know a way to do this if you can show me how to do that. There's no difference between any of us. Well, what do you think it, what do you extract from these people that, allowed them to be successful in the first place you know like what what do you get from like what what seems to be because you have to be a certain human to get to those levels at some point and what 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 would you say that you've noticed that has been or that they've shared that has been something different from the next person so the common denominator which surprised me honestly was how low they were willing to go and it was something that I loved hearing. Mm. Some of them at this point, though a lot of them, ironically, one of the first questions I asked is, do you see yourself as a maverick? 95% of them don't because they're not doing this to be someone. They're doing it to be fully expressed. So they're like, well, I guess you could see me as a maverick where you're looking, I'm looking at them on video being like, dude, are you kidding me? But their own self-identity is not this inflated thing that everyone else puts them on a pedestal. They are just getting through the day. So they are, there's one guy, the first interview I did, he's amazing, Mark Pattison. He's a former NFL player um, who is now climbing the seven summits of the world. He's in his mid fifties, he's amazing. And the way he started climbing was after a rough divorce, just like a regular dude, when he didn't think there were some days he could make it through. And when his identity is an NFL player and a star college football guy. And when he stripped all of that away, who was he going to be? Same bad divorce that I had. And, you know, afterwards we joked about it is how am I going to put one foot in front of the other? So instead of just putting one foot in front of the other, he went the other spectrum. How can I be the fullest me? So he started climbing. He started pressing his body in a different way that coaches weren't playing into. Um, So I think the number one thing is definitely how far they're, how low they're willing to go and how outside of the normal realm they're willing to see themselves instead of the comparison. Not one of them compares themselves to other people, which blew me away because I guess that's how you get to be a maverick. You stop looking what everyone else is doing. What more do you want to feel? What do you not want to feel anymore? 
How can you stretch the limit of bravery? How can you pass your own self-achievement, your own self-competitiveness? So you say, how can I be better tomorrow than I was? Maybe it's kinder to your wife or husband. Maybe it's doing a little more work to make yourself proud. Maybe it's giving a little more to your audience. It was just those incremental things that now looking back look like these big, brave, bold moves. They don't feel brave. They feel like they're showing up every day. It's fascinating. Do you feel like you've almost got educated Oh, school. It's crazy, right? School. Because I'm like, oh, I'm all self actualized. I'm awesome. After every episode, I have, yeah. Ooh, I got work to do. <laughs> it's, but isn't it amazing how, you know, you sign up to do a podcast and it's, you talk to these people and each person has this lesson and this story. And you're like, oh my God, these, yeah. this is amazing. And you learn. And like, I feel, you know, since I started, I'm almost 80 something episodes. I feel like I've been educated in life that I would have never got before. And so many perspectives. Totally. The best thing for me is that I also get that with my clients every day. Yeah. So I've got people from all over the world. Anything you can think of comes to my lap and I get to explore with them. And yeah. I get to learn from every conversation I have. I don't have, I don't do small talk. You see me in the supermarket, keep walking because I will not talk to you about the weather, but you show me your soul. I'm in for hours. So I get it in surround sound. I'm very blessed to have the trust in the ears of both the interviews as well as my coaching clients, which are essentially the same kind of conversations where it's, it's like I walk around and it's, we're all mirroring each other. We're all allowing each other to be seen and to be that vulnerable of like, I want a little more of that for my life. That inspires me. That triggers me. Why does it bother me? Why am I always chasing something? And it really we're not meant to be these isolated animals who pretends everything fine on the outside and then we struggle on the inside. We don't grow that way. Yeah. So true. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's what, what a journey it, this whole thing is and just growing. And, you know, you look back and you think about how far you've come and it's, you know, in all of our stories, you know, you just, you sometimes forget, you know, but then you go, wow. I've come a long ways. And do you ever just kind of pinch yourself and be like, I've, you know, I have just come so far. And to be able to be able to teach people that, to be able to help people. I recognizable from who I was. Yeah. Um, even a year ago, I transform a lot and I transform fast. And like I said, it is messy. So I go full, full body experience on this. And so on the days that I have those lows, that's one of the things that picks me up again. I say, wait a second. If you told me, 10 years ago, I'd be where I am. I would have thought you were nuts or to share whatever drugs you're smoking because that's unbelievable. So as bad as today may feel or as frustrated I am about the next step that I want or the thing that didn't work out, slow down and look at how much I have achieved that I never believed was possible, mm -hmm. that I didn't know I had the tools for, that I didn't know at the time I didn't have the resiliency for. So while we all have these dormant in us, it's not like, oh, just flick a light on. You grow in the journey. I couldn't have fast forwarded this, although I would have loved to have skipped some of the pain. I couldn't have. Yeah. Well, what scares you now? Like what? Everything. Everything, everything scares me every day. <laughs> I love it. I love how true and honest you are, you know? So, okay, here's something. Can you pull back the curtain a bit and share with us a little bit of your coaching? Like how is somebody, you know, a little bit, maybe give us a taste of your secrets on, say somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, I have no confidence or I'm scared to do this. You know, what are some actionable steps that you teach and that you use in your own life? 
Sure, great, great uh, question for you. Um, it's a question I get asked a lot, like I said earlier, when they come to thinking I have some secret pill. So it's like, Sherry, can you quick in five minutes after I'm on a stage of 500 people and they're all inspired, like, Sherry, can you just tell me what the secret is to self-confidence? So one of my clients describes me as I'm like half your loving Jewish grandmother and then I'm half New York mafia and I will kick your ass. So it depends on what you're needing is what you're going to get. Um, most likely you'll get both and you'll definitely get food because it's just the way I roll. <laughs> uh, so I think the, key, the behind the real Wizard of Oz curtain of my coaching is I climb into the trenches. So uh, there are no templates with me. I am very intuitive. So I'm actually trademarking. What I really do is very woo and do. So I'm a big believer in action taking, but you've got to get that spiritual side down. You've got to be open and honest with the soul lessons that you need, what you're trying to avoid, because those things will trip you up even with the best plan on paper. So the key to self-confidence, the key to be willing to change, and the key even to gaining the monetary success you want is all the same thing. It is learning thyself better than anything. And I, I w if I could hand everyone a manual to themselves, which frankly, if I spend enough time with you, like a couple of sessions, I probably could because I can connect the dots intuitively of how you got there, what's still grinding at you underneath that you thought you healed, um, how you can fast forward, how you can skip steps, where I can sense someone's business will go based upon what's going in their personal life. That's a natural gift for me that I'm very grateful for. But the steps are still the same. The steps are slow down and go backwards first. Because we all try to race forward to this optimal self we want to be without all of the pain, but the pain is there to show you where to change. So if you ignore the signs, you can't have what you want. If you only want happiness at a level 10 and you're willing to go to pain at a level two, you're only going to get a happiness of two. So there's a scale of open and honesty that we need to have with ourselves to understand we're not holding ourselves back, but we carry all of this stuff everywhere we go. And until we can learn why we do what we do, how we do what we do, where our strengths and weaknesses are, what your motivators and your values are, the plan doesn't matter. So I spend a lot of initial time with people, what I call the inner realm. Like, let's learn the landscape here because otherwise the pinball that's bouncing around that's you throughout life is because you don't know where you land. You don't know where that real you is. So you're trying on everyone else's costume and then you wonder why nothing belongs to you because it's all external. So we spend a lot of time on the inner realm and then we create what is the outer world in relation to that inner realm look like? So if your values aren't clear, you are going to take the crumbs of what life will give you. You'll end up with partners who don't understand you because you don't understand yourself. You won't get paid at your job well because you don't understand how to use your strengths in the best way to stand out in a crowded marketplace. So instead of using those as the excuses of why you can't change, realize that everything that you see outside of you is a reflection of the beliefs you have in yourself. If I abandon myself, what kind of partner do you think I'm going to get? Someone who learns how to treat me exactly how I treated them. I still struggle with this stuff. So it's that if I don't like what's going on on the outside, I go inside and find where that mirror reflection is. I work on where the attachment is, why I still need it, because none of us would continue hurting ourselves if there wasn't something in it serving us. 
we heal it, whether with deep energetic work, with lots of talking and replanning, catching our triggers and knowing how to change state in the moment of like, I'm sliding back into a bad day, like you said, what do I need to do today to get back up in my game? What do I, and sometimes it's a dance party. Sometimes it's going for a run. Sometimes it's going to take a damn nap. How can I reset myself so I am, I have the best tools and the best energy possible to change where I'm going. The world is not coming at you. It only comes at you when you allow it to. You can rein this in, manifest what you want, not by sitting and chanting things, but by actually relating the outer to the inner, back and forth, back and forth, and then suddenly your reality changes around you. Well said. <clears throat> Can't argue with you on that. I mean, so much gold there. So on the simplest thing, what is your, what is your morning? I mean, how do you, so okay, all these things, these, all these things to apply in your life and the way to look at it, but it all starts from when you get out of bed, right? Your choice, whether you take control of the day or the day controls you, what, what, you know, what do you do? What do you, what's your, I'm not going to say perfect day, but like what sets you up to feel at that highest vibration that you want to be at during the day? You know, what are the things that you enjoy to do? A great question. Typical maverick answer you'll get depends on the day. And here's the okay. reason. Some days I screw it up and then I wonder why I have a bad day. So I want to be very open and honest about that. Mm. I am very emotions driven. So if, and I've learned the hard way, if I don't honor what I'm feeling, even if on paper, it's my ideal a morning day with the perfect morning meditation. And I went to yoga and I exercised and I laughed and I read a book and I journaled. If my brain doesn't want to let go of what's going on, I lose the race against myself. So I've learned to have a few different options. Um, because I don't like to feel trapped. So I need to go with my mood. And the best, my best advice for people for, for how I run my optimal day is I will pick a feeling that I want to have for the day. This morning was connection, which was great because I had some client calls. I'm on, a, I'm on this interview with you. If I didn't have all that lined up, my morning and the rest of my day would be set to how can I find the most connection at the end of the day that I collect all the connection tickets of the day. So I feel like I won at the end of the day. There are other days I want to feel efficient, which means that's when I do my admin stuff. That's when I put my head down and get into my strategy side of my brain and not play in the space of connecting with other people and holding space for other people. Cause as much as it can fuel me some days, it can drain me other days. So if I don't honor where my feelings are showing me, I need to go. Sometimes that pace is fast. Other times, I know if I don't slow down, I'm going to burn out. And I have because I'm such an overgiver and I am so empathic that you can have all of me and I've got nothing left of myself. You'll feel great, but that's not how I'm meant to serve. So I am learning a better morning routine because I'm reactive in the morning. Um, a lot of my clients are in the UK for some reason, so I'm already five hours behind. So when I wake up and I'm an early riser naturally... I'm already mid-morning, so I feel like I'm chasing my tail. I have to consciously slow myself down. So for me, the perfect morning is going against what your body's feeling like running towards. Because mm. when it's that running, you're already in reaction. So how can you move out of reaction into choice? And that is by counteracting whatever you're automatically feeling like is should or have to and say, why, do, why should I and why have to? Even without the words, just say, ooh. That's not mine. I don't need to do that. I need to choose for me first and then everyone else can have more of me. 
Yeah. And that's just the battle, right? Every day, oh, yeah. just every day. It's, it's all fine. The night before you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to freaking climb Mount Everest. You wake yeah. up, you're like, it's raining outside or it's snowing. It's cold every or what? It's not. It's sunny. Like, God, this it's bed is so warm right now. Why? Oh, it's not going to matter. I'm just going to hit exactly. that snooze. It's fine. Tomorrow will be another day for Everest. Exactly. And that's just so true. It's like nobody is against you. You have to just win that battle with yourself. Yeah. And if you can win that battle and take control and not look at your phone immediately, I've, I've noticed this and, and I've heard this people talk about it, but I've noticed it in my own life. If I wake up and I open up, start going, I'll just look at one email. It's not going to matter. Then I'll close it. Then all of a sudden, we tell ourselves. <laughs> or I'll just check Instagram. You know, you see that you get this dopamine hit and all of a sudden you're like, I'm stuck in there for two hours and I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. What just happened? And then all day it's like chasing your tail. Like, well, why? No wonder. But then the days where you're like, no, I, I'm taking control here. I'm in control. This is what's happening. And then when you have those things, you're like, you look at them differently and you react differently than you would have if you're like, constantly like chasing Absolutely. yeah it's also we're reactive people so yeah. instead of beating yourself of like oh crap i just fell down the rabbit hole of facebook instagram do it intentionally yeah so let me get my stuff done and then i'm gonna go lounge with my cup of coffee sit outside and scroll as long as i want to for the next 30 minutes i'm gonna indulge myself and all of a sudden it feels fun again yeah and you need it less that's besides the point for sure yeah, sometimes social media, it's like, well, why am I even on here right now? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. uh, so I've gone from my phone, shut it off, and then gone to my laptop. Like something uh, happens in a minute. <laughs> it's, it's really amazing how addicted we are to that dopamine hits of like, inst of like and we're not doing it intentionally. Bonkers. It's, just, it's, it's bonkers. And it's, thing, life has changed so much, and, and now it's just so part of our society. And actually, I want to go before I forget about, there's one thing I always, I, I want to talk about is that, so I was almost going to go down a, a tangent there about that. And sometimes I do that as you do uh, probably too. You want to go, so. I, I, what I notice is that there's usually somebody in someone's life that has an inspiration that they get inspired by that sort of, it may be a few people, it may be an event. I don't know, but there's sometimes that one person that kind of struck a chord with you that you connected with, or maybe a book or maybe something. Now, is there anybody specifically that over the time that's been like, Ooh, that's my people. Like that's my, that's my guy. That's my girl. That's been like, wow, that, that person is somebody that, that really fires me up. Or has it just been a combination of people? So I think because I'm me and because I can see through the marketing stuff and the what used to bug me was, this is going to sound strange, but what used to bug me, the more higher profile people I got to have as clients was that I got to see behind the veil. And a lot of times I didn't like what I saw behind the veil, uh -huh. the way their companies were run, the truth about what they say on the front end and what actually goes on behind the scenes where they're all awesome. And then they get on a call with me and everything's falling apart. And while I'm very honored to be in that place, I'm like, uh, <clears throat> alignment on the front end, there's uh, something missing here. So I'm a jaded New Yorker to begin with. Um, and I've gotten duped by lots of people in the past in my life. So I am very, very, very conscious not to put anyone on a pedestal. And as soon as I do, 
nothing against the person, but I question why I'm doing it. What am I looking for? So I am very big on finding the characteristics of someone inspiring me because I know there's something in me that needs to be expressed. So it won't be a name. It won't be, there are a lot of people who inspire me and lots of times it's for what they're not doing or for the people that don't know them yet. Not the, I never choose the one that's Maverick. I never choose the one everyone else likes because I'm like, I know stuff about them. You know, no tell-alls, but we are all very, very, very human. And as soon as someone forgets their humanity, the veil crumbles for me. That whole structure comes down. So I like to be inspired by characteristics. I like to be inspired by drive, by open hearts, by very giving things. And then I leave the rest. And I've learned that a lot about the successful people that I get to work and interview is they'll take what inspires them and then they'll leave the guru thing out of the room. And it's been one of my greatest lessons because I can slip into that too. Like, oh, that looks like a shortcut or, oh, if I just modeled that, none of us are reinventing the wheel here, but we're all very much people. And as my dad would say, we all shit the same way. They all put their pants on the same way. They all argue with their partners the same way. So it's like holds up on the poster of someone up and I'm going to get there one day. They don't have things that I have and I don't have things that they have. I've learned it the hard way. Oh, you nailed it there. That's such a great perspective. And, and it's so many times we need to remember that because they're just humans. They're just further on their journey. And you just see this like persona that, is not the real them. It's not. I wish they were that person most of the time. Trust me. Yeah, and it's 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 quite crazy how that how that happens with us, and how people, you know, because that's so true, and it's something that we see in them. It's not the actual person. Yeah. It's like it's more. There's more to that, and at the end of the day, yeah, we're all human. Very very human. And. A lot of them have good marking. A lot of them have, you see them more often, especially in social media. And remember what you're seeing is, can sometimes be a team of 10 that that yeah. person has no idea what's going on. There's a manifesto and there's a vision plan and there's a business plan, which is very inspirational. I'm not putting a dig yeah. into that at all, but very much remember, okay, then I'm inspired by their ability to build a team. Yeah. But that is not them. It is not them everywhere. Don't compare yourself in business growth, in relationships. You never, ever, ever know what's going on behind the scenes. Do you have that trouble on social media sometimes where like we're comparing ourselves because we see other people and it's like, Very oh. much. I fall into it all the time, especially yeah. because I'm at, I, I'm blessed and I've earned it, I should say. It's not a yeah. lucky thing to be at that point where things are scaling, things are growing. And I'm having to navigate that own self-management of, I'm not by nature a manager. I'm a team player. So I don't want anyone else using my voice. I don't want someone creating content for me without me. And that will never happen no matter how big I get. So it's how do I maintain my own integrity while being, I believe in uh, collaboration. I don't believe in competition. So it's not comparing myself, but who can I then go play with in this space? But if their marketing machines are running far faster than I'm playing in a space that I'm going to lose myself in, not lose anything for. So I'm very, very conscious of holding myself back from the self-comparison, which is hard, making sure that I'm not comparing vanity metrics because they bought a hundred grand of likes and I don't have that kind of money for reinvestment. That doesn't mean I'm not impacting people. It doesn't mean my people are not finding me. So being really diligent, whether you're looking for a partner, you're looking for success in business, you want the perfect body, 
What does it mean to you and why? And how can you be honest with yourself about getting there at your pace? Yeah. And yeah, it's so true as well as like what I've, what I've come to notice is that I've, I've connected with a lot of people and sometimes we, we put these people that have like that celebrity famous status at the top, but then you have these conversations with people that aren't as known, but they're just amazing. Exactly right. It blows my mind. And I'm like, how could I be so naive? Because we are used to media, we're used to marketing, we're used to advertising and our brains are trained for it. It's not our fault. It really is you know, advertisers and marketers know how the human brain works and they feed right into that whole plan. I mean, there's a reason it works and there is so much untapped gold. So like to answer the question again from earlier, I'm inspired by everybody because the checkout lady on the supermarket may say to me the one thing I needed to hear that day. You know, I believe we're all souls. So the whole thing is like the Truman show here. Everyone's brought to you for a reason. So who I pass by, who I say hi to at the gas station or whatever could be the angel in disguise that I needed that day. Everybody's a teacher with 12 New York times books. Although I'm sure they're wonderful. Everybody's a teacher. Oh yeah. And everyone's a student and we need to remember that. Yeah, well, that's crazy because we, again, that's, that's kind of, we put people on a pedestal. But even, like you said, the real everyday, like there's people learning and people teaching. And when you can become a master at a student, being a student of life like that, you really, you really are powerful because there's just these souls that are, that we just look at sometimes and we just make assumptions on their appearance, but there's so many things beneath that. And then we miss the golden nuggets that are out there waiting for us because we're just have our blinders on for what we decide is what we need and how we're going to find it. And we miss out on all the goodness. Yeah. Wow. So where can everybody find you? If they want to, that's it. They're, they're inspired. Like I am in this conversation. I'm truly, am. I'm not just saying I'm just blowing smoke here. You got great energy and there's no doubt about it. Um, where a boot it, though, to boot it. It sounded very good. So Canadian, exactly. Yeah. Um, so best place to find me is Facebook. I'm always hanging out there. Yeah. Sharon D. Tiegman, um, my business page. I post daily videos. I'm always on there. Instagram, same handle. Come to my website, sharrytiegman.com. Um, I have a lot of free content. I've got group programs, membership, one-to-one. I'm a big believer in everyone should be able to get the help they need at the pace that they're at and at the stage they're at. So there's no red rope with me. You want to just friend me or pop a message over on my business page and say hi and ask me a question. There's no one I won't connect with. I absolutely adore meeting souls. So like we just said, I can learn something from everyone. So to me, the more connection we can make, the more growth there is in the world. So pop over, say hi. You don't have to buy anything. You can come hang out and learn and share with me and tell me what you've got to learn. I'm always happy to connect with anybody. So good. So good. I got the one question that I ask everybody and it's just the one staple question involving adversity. Okay. So out of all the things you've experienced, you teach, I know there's a few, but what's like the first thing that comes to your mind for overcoming? What could you give as a lesson, a takeaway to help somebody that's going through adversity so that they can go on to achieve or get over that wall that they're facing? So growing up, um, there was a 
fire hazard commercial on when I was little. And this is something that stayed with me. And there was um, like this cartoon version of a bear with a fire hat on, I believe. And the point was that if you're in a fire, the phrase was, the tagline was stop, drop and roll. And it just always stayed with me. And this is the three-step process I tell anyone who is feeling stuck, feeling scared, feels like the world is against them and they just can't hang on. Obviously, I'll put the caveat, if you are in danger or you are feeling like it is the end, um, please reach out for help. There are hotlines in every country. You know, while I am trained as a coach and I move people forward, there are times and places when mental health is at a premium. So if there's that need, then please go get professional help for the level of pain that you're in. But if you're at a place where you feel strong enough to be able to do this, you stop in the moment and you get present. So that's the stop aspect. You figure out what exactly going on. Where are you feeling it in your body? Ground yourself back into out of your head that's running every what if story that is making whatever is bad much worse because you are so scared of the possibilities that you're then self-perpetuating the problem. So we stop, we drop, we drop inside, we drop the labels, we drop the stories, we drop what other people's voices are coming and you come back to center and find out who you are in that and who you'd like to be instead. And then you roll. So rolling can be either with what's going on instead of always fighting. You can roll um, into support with other people or you can roll into the greatest expression of who you're meant to be. But it's a movement thing. It's an action taking thing. So if we are scared and we freeze like many of us do as the animals that we're wired to be, then we stick ourselves even deeper into the quicksand. If you can move any rolling action into even be intentional when you're drinking your coffee, asking a friend for support, speaking out in a Facebook group that you feel safe in, whatever that level of action you feel safe enough to do is your first step to freeing yourself because you're showing that the environment you're in is not owning you anymore. It is that first step towards your own choice and your own freedom and your own empowerment. So stop, drop, and roll. Wow. Powerful. Yeah, you got some some gold there. Like <laughs> thank you. Wow. Um I I've I, I honestly, yeah, I mean it's it's all about and I love how you communicate that because that's the thing, and that's probably why you have the success because if we're not reinventing the wheel, but it's how you connect with the person, right? You must, people must come to you and say, wow, you really struck a note with me. How, how you say that, right? You must get that. I get a lot of messages. It's like you're reading my mind. I said, I am because we all have the same mind. We're all afraid of the same thing. Yeah. We don't need these big philosophies in the moment of pain. Just need someone to throw us a bone. We just need Absolutely. a three word thing to remember. Like, shit, what did Shari say? I know there's a big philosophy, but right now I'm in a pile of crap and I don't remember. Oh, right. Stop, drop, and roll. There's a time and a place for us to do the deep work. And there's lots of times in our lives where we just got to get out of our own crap in our own way. And then it starts to open up. Stop complicating this thing. It doesn't have to be as painful to get unstuck as it did to get stuck. We don't get a reward for torturing ourselves. Right on. Well, thank you so much. It's already, it's time's flown by. Um, I loved every minute. I could chat with you all day. I feel like there's just, you got such... You know, you, I, I love that because in podcasting, you feed off energy, right? And it's just so easy to just go off. And we're both, we can tell we're both chatterboxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, Three days later, you're on our marathon episode. <laughs> some, sometimes I'm like, wow, I could just, you know, 
it's it's great and yeah i really appreciate you dropping the value and i want you guys make sure to check out shari and if you're interested hit her up you know very open she's you know ask a question you got a question or definitely you know check her out and see if it's something that you're you would like to uh add to your life so um again thanks so much and i really appreciate i want to reflect back to you i love the show it's not, I'm, I'm blessed to be interviewed by a lot of people. A lot of people have stock question. There isn't flow. And it's something I feel very important in my show. So it's wonderful to have it back in reflection. You run a beautiful interview. You are, you, you get the nuggets out of someone beautifully. You hold beautiful space. You really, I'm very impressed with how you do it. So I just want to give you that feedback as well. Publicly, if you guys have not listened to lots of Lance's episodes, start binging because this is real quality here. Oh, I really appreciate that. And hearing that from you is, is, is awesome. And I really, really appreciate it. You know, we both with Jeremy Slate, you know, we're both connected and he, he's wonderful. I'd love to give him a shout out as well. Cause he, you know, he really helped me when I was starting to, I just like, you know, being, being there to sort of, you know, what, you know, just so many things I just can't even explain. Vulnerable thing to bring yeah. your dream into the world. And, you know, yeah. we want to do it right. And we don't yeah. want to keep it in the glass on the mantle. Yeah. We want to get it to have the impact that it has. And yeah. those of us around who can help each other do that, it's a really beautiful gift. For sure. All right. Again, thank you so much, guys. All the information will be in the show notes to so check Shari out. And I love you guys. I appreciate every one of you listening. And we'll catch you next time. Boom. Awesome show. Thanks again so much, Shari. I hope you guys got value. I know you did. I don't have to hope. Um, I love and appreciate you guys. Make sure to check her out. She's the real deal. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.